Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in restructuring. It works. It works more than things I've done in the past. Let's be honest. <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And uh, this is the first time we're recording in 2024. True. Which is hard we to wrap my brain around. We've had yeah, a break. We've yeah, and we've had a bit of a break, had a, an even longer break than we even intended to have. Yes. So, uh, I I think we just well, I don't know how you feel. Maybe you feel differently, but I think Sheologians just it's undeniably a part of our routine. Yes, and it's nice to take a little break, but. There comes a time where it's just like, this is, what am I doing anymore? What am I doing? If I'm not doing Sheila What am I doing? Um, I started making videos. Uh, on... I know, I've seen. <sighs> I'm sure some people would like me to stop. I won't be doing that. Um, I have Sorry. I have some funny things to tell you about that, though. Um, because Because this is a podcast and we don't really put our faces out there a lot, um, I've gotten some hilarious commentary about my face. <laughs> I guess that's, I guess that's what happens um, when you, <laughs> I really like the, whoa, that's what you look like comments. <laughs> Those are really good. Um, I also really like the, um, you are not supposed to have that hair comments. Someone said that um, I sound like their sister-in-law, and so it's really weird that I don't look like their sister-in-law. Oh. <laughs> Someone else Sorry said I'm supposed that. to have short black hair, um, and you are, um, they imagine you with a long, um, I can't remember the adjective, but they are imagining you with a long insert kind adjective here braid and okay. so i'm like yeah no that's actually not that is a very joy thing to do um yeah have a nice yeah, long sometimes braid. i have a braid yeah yeah um so uh, you know here uh, well my face is shocking is what i'm learning um and then all the people lying to me and saying that i look 16 <laughs> I'm about to turn 35. No, I don't. No, I don't. Thank you. You're so nice. You're so nice. That's so sweet. I'm about to turn 35 and I'm not mad about it. I'm perfectly fine to be and look 35. That does not bother me at all. So anyway, that's been um that's been really fun. Uh the the facial commentary is great. So anyway, yes. Um I wanted you to know that most people are correctly imagining your hair if huh. you if you cared so apparently something about you gives off long straight 
hair vibes. Mm. And apparently I give short black hair vibes. I don't feel like that's true at all. I mean, (laughs) well, maybe when you were, maybe when you were 16. Accurate. Yeah. Um, Accurate. Yeah. But, but interesting. Yeah. No, I've had that happen to me before. I've had, you know, you listen to someone's voice for a period of time and then, then you see them and you're like, that's wrong. It's like, that didn't, that's not matching up with what I thought would happen. Yeah. So uh, I'll just, you know, I'll invite you guys. I'm learning. I'm, I am 35 and I'm starting to be even more stubborn about not being good at social media. Um, People are constantly correcting me on how to post videos and what I post. And I just want to acknowledge that I'm bad at it. Um, I'm not making any money off of it. So I'm not in it for the money. Uh, (laughs) I started making the videos because people were asking me, hey, please tell us like, you know, because sometimes I'll talk about my um, my the stuff I do in the gym and weight loss and things like that. And people want me to talk about it. And um, a lot of people don't want me to talk about it. So I'm just posting it and you can you can follow along or you can keep scrolling. You don't have to be mad. Um, some people are shocked that I'm opinionated about this. Don't know where you all have been for the last. Yeah, you've not. If seven you're years. shocked by that, then you've you've yes. not been here. You're pretending and, uh, to. You're inserting yourself into a situation after the fact and pretending you were more involved than you were. Yes. Yes. And also, <laughs> you know, I just hope I can encourage people along the way. So. If you don't care about health and fitness type things, great. That's not the podcast, but that is what I'm posting on social media. So if you're not interested in that, that's okay. You don't have to you don't have to be involved in that. Yeah. You don't we don't all have to be interested in all the same. No. All the same things. No, we don't. Yeah. You can keep you guys can keep posting pictures of your dogs. I don't care. It's fine. That's what you're into. I don't. So Summer will never love your dog. I she don't care about will. your dog. You don't care about what I ate today. That's okay. We can all be interested in different things. It's fine. Um, I need to tell you guys that I'm going to be in Kentucky uh, in the first That's weekend. That's right. The first weekend of March. My husband and I, we are speaking at Reformation War Camp. Yep. They called it that. It's very intense. <laughs> There will be no fighting, um, but my husband and I will be there, likely, with our sweet young ransom Vance. Um, so you're invited again. I wish I was better at social media. I should have told you guys about this months ago. Um, but if you want more information, go to just search Reformation War Camp 2024. And if you're in the area, or if you're not, um. We can hang out for the weekend. It's going to be a good time. My my husband is mainly going to be speaking. I'm going to have a breakout session for the ladies. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> drum roll feminism. Uh, and um, yeah, that's that. Oh, also. That's exciting. It is. I'm looking the forward only to thing, it. The only thing I'm so excited for you to go, but I'm I will be in Arizona when you're in kentucky no so you're coming that weekend yeah (laughs) 
So I'm like, maybe I, I, I do think there's some, depending on how long you're going to be in Kentucky, I do think we'll still have some overlap, but when are you going to be here? I don't know the exact dates yet, but I'll just be there for the thing that's happening. Yes. That weekend. Um, but yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I still think we'll see each other. We have to, right? How long are you staying in Kentucky? Is this an off pod podcast conversation? Wow. I hope everybody feels <laughs> as devastated right now as I do upon hearing this. News. I know. I saw you post it and I'm just like, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it always makes you it feel would. special when it makes you feel special when you get invited to go speak somewhere and they're like, we're going to pay all the things to get you here. And like, we want you like that feels good. And so I'm excited for my friend, but then I found out that yeah. it kind of lines up over the same weekend that I'm going to be there. Yeah. That's really not my favorite. Um, anyway, that's okay. It's okay. It's all going to work out. It'll all be fine. Um, it is kind of funny that we're switching coasts, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> of interesting. Of interesting of us to do that. Of course. Yep, we always have to do things opposite. So when I am in Arizona, you have to be out of the state. Yes. <laughs> I like never. I literally never leave the state. So of course. I never. Just never. You never do. <laughs> I the last time I left the state, I left the state with you. Um, yeah. Yep. So, okay. Um, the other thing is that I keep getting asked, how do I join book club? So I'm just going to tell you guys, like I've never told you before, because for whatever reason, some of you snodgrasses, um, I don't know if you just skip this part of the program. I mean, it's obviously the best part, they but, might. They might. um, you can join book club at patreon.com slash sheologians. And once you sign up there, every book club that we've done past, present, and future is available to you. And how book club works is that we meet on Wednesday afternoons live on Zoom. You will get the Zoom link straight to your old inbox every Wednesday, and you can join the live discussion. If the time that we do it doesn't work for you, it's 1.30 my time. No clue what time that is for you. Um, <laughs> it's 1.30 Arizona time. The Googles are going to have to help you because... I don't know. I barely know what time that is for me some days. So don't ask me. Use the Googles. Um, if you can't join us at 1.30 on Wednesday afternoons, that's okay because we post everything afterwards and we have discussion going on throughout the week. So if you can't miss the live, I still recommend joining and just try it out. See how you like it. Maybe we can help you get some reading done this year. Um my friend Rachel Jankovic is trying to convince me to read Anna Karenina. And I know that uh, some of our book clubbers are also trying to convince us to read that book. So I'm not saying that this is not an announcement because Joy and I have not discussed this, but we I'm are reading it this them. year. It's in my it's in my 2024 reading. Do you have your oh also Joy? Some people they need you to explain why on earth. You read and enjoyed Dracula because they're coming after you. Because it's so good. Because it's so good. But why is it so good? I mean, well, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. But so, well, okay. 
I could understand why maybe some people don't like it because of the horror element. I know that some people are not into that. So mm-hmm. I guess I could see maybe if you just, it's not to your taste, mm-hmm. but if you like horror um, and if you like creatures and if you like um, just uh, age old stories of evil uh, getting victoriously tromped by good um that's my favorite genre i love that's my i mean best stories ever and just i mean it's a christian like it's a christian book and it's well i got the so i got the canon classics worldview guide for christmas so i'm gonna be reading that i could probably as i read that i'll update you even more as to why it's excellent um (laughs) But, you know, I also just, I've been in, on a classic, I've been on the classics kick. Yeah. Um, I think that I, it's not that I don't like modern stuff, because I found modern things that I like, but, um, and not all classics are great and no. a wonder to behold. Some of them are rather boring, um, yeah. but Dracula, not the case. And even just the style, it's all like... Um, it's a i'm sure there's like a technical word for for it but it is just it's like a a collection of there's no um it's not like a one narrated story all throughout it is a collection of journal entries letters newspaper writings Yes. Um, and so, and that's my favorite thing in a book is for like 55 things happening to 27 characters. And then it, it, it just, it like starts out as this huge thing and then it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you're like, yeah, that, and then it becomes one thing at the end and yeah. evil gets killed. And it's like, yeah. yeah, if you don't, I don't know why you guys would come. If that's what you're coming for me over. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You're you're <laughs> much less. I I so I'm asking you because I haven't read Dracula in like 17 years. So it's very uh if I read it again, it would be like reading it for the first time. Um I just remember loving it and thinking it was a Christian story. 17 years is a total guess. The point is it's been a long time since I've read it. Yeah. Um and so I loved it. Um, but before book club corner is over, what was the, what was your favorite book you read last year? Oh, oh I man. know. I know. What do I? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I'll go ahead and give you my top. Yeah. Um, so as, so my favorite book I read last year would be Rosaria Butterfield's five oh. lies of our anti-Christian age. Um, oh. I do think that is a non-optional book club pick it's just we have we, we have to so go ahead and yeah. grab your copy um not sure when we're gonna start that but we have to do that oh yeah yes um my favorite fiction book that i read last year would probably be recursion by blake crouch i do not recommend all of blake crouch's novels but dark matter and recursion uh, I didn't read Dark Matter last year. Read that years ago, 
but I read Recursion last year. Um, I think I read it in 48 hours. I could not put that book down. It was the most fun book I read last year by 12 miles. So um, if you're looking for fiction, I loved Recursion and Dark Matter is also really good. So but that it's easy for me. Easy. E- e- yeah. I can easily I mean, answer this question. I mean, I think that I think Dracula is my favorite. I also really, really enjoyed uh, A Christmas Carol. That's uh, loved that. Enjoyed that right. so much. That's right. You said um, that. You mentioned that. And then I really, well, you know, Rosario's book. Yes. That was, yeah. I mean, so excellent. But I also Precise. really, we read, um, we had him on too. We had uh, Jared Moore on. Mm. And he wrote The Lusts of the Flesh. And that was just, that book was just. Cuts to the heart, man. That was a great, that was a great book. That was a really Um, good book. But yeah, I think those are my, I'd have to look at my list, which is on my iPad, which I'm zooming with you. Right. Is that the proper term? Zooming? Sure. Yeah. Whatever we want to call it. We're so old. I know. I'm like, that sounded old, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. We're zooming. All of that. We're zooming. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. As soon as I said it out loud, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, If I start very excitedly singing head, shoulders, knees, and toes, Ransom gets the zoomies. He starts running. And I don't mean like, I mean, he starts booking it towards walls, towards cabinets, I mean, he loses his mind. It's like it's like if he was a golden retriever and we were outside and I threw a stick and he just I don't know what it is about that song, but he gets so hype, like just insane. <laughs> his mouth is wide open. Um, His eyes are, could not be wider and his little fat self is just running as fast as his chonky legs will take him. And I mean, so, it's a classic. I suppose I mean, it's just if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's like it is like it's, it's baby crack for this kid. It's seriously like I don't know what it is about that jam, but like head, shoulders, knees, and toes is just like he loses his mind. It's a fave. You'll have to write that down somewhere. Yeah, the zoomies. Okay. Um, that's book club corner. That's song corner. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You guys are constantly asking, why do I call listeners snodgrasses? I get that email all the time. Um, And it was because I was protecting someone's identity. I was like reading an email from someone. And I was like, this person probably didn't want to tell 10,000 people this story. So I'm not going to tell on them. And I named them Snodgrass. Where did it come from? It came from the fact that when I needed to come up with a fake name, that was the first thing that popped into my head. And I have yeah. no explanation for that other than I'm and a there's a lot partner. of them out there. There's a lot of them out there because we get lots of pictures and things of Snodgrasses like that are dentists and yes. lawyers and yes lawn care specialists i don't know you're just all i mean snodgrass as a lawn care specialist that is perfect 
It's perfect. But, but if anybody is looking for a logical explanation, there is not one. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't have one for you. So just embrace the name and um, all right, that's it. We're back. We're here. Let's do this thing. I, uh, we were different people when we recorded the first episode of this of this uh, series. It's so, so true. It feels weird to be like, hello, welcome back. Because I, uh, we're also here for the first time as well. I know. I drank a Celsius this morning for the first okay. time since 2021 because mm. I got pregnant and I've been pregnant and I've been breastfeeding ever since late 2021 so i haven't been drinking the celsius let me tell you i am a new person yeah that's all i have to say zooming speaking of speaking of zooming i have been zooming today um that celsius is bottled head shoulders knees and toes for me (laughs) (laughs) you could put head shoulders knees and toes in a bottle it's celsius (laughs) um okay but today (laughs) back to our topic here we are uh what have we been talking about this is our uh 127th series on feminism <laughs> and uh we decided we we're going to talk about the ways that feminism has impacted different just like institutions like where do you look and see the unmistakable marks of feminism so our last, our first episode in the series was on education. And um, today we're just going to talk about how uh, feminism not only is pagan, but it has popularized pagan slash new age. And we'll probably use those terms interchangeably. Yeah, um, I'm also going to be using the word witchcraft. Okay. Okay, perfect. Excellent. So, you know, you guys know, you know what we're, what we're trying to say, hopefully. Excellent. Um, how, how has feminism made these things popular? Why is feminism inherently tied to those things? Yeah. Um, and I would say in so many ways to blame for popularizing paganism slash the new age slash witchcraft um especially since well i'm gonna argue since the beginning (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and (laughs) argue that i know a lot of people we i think you and i i don't know why but since well i do know why but since 2017 i think you and i have felt like it's our bound duty to burst everyone's bubble about the first wave of feminists um because so many people just think that they were such you know nice old church ladies yeah um that's not true and i do think that it matters that you know that i think it like greatly matters that you know that yeah i think that uh you um yeah you just you have to be I don't think, I think when you look back at the people that came before you, I think you just have to be careful um, who you align yourself with. I think 
there's plenty of people you can't align yourself with and there's differences that we have with those people because we're very different um <laughs> but there are some things there are some uh there are some facts and beliefs that we don't want to erase mm-hmm. um because that's how you get a culture that uh once hated witchcraft and now celebrates it <laughs> that's how you do that is you uh you engage in historical revisionism and uh here's here's here we are feminist as ever in the united states in 2024 yes uh because we just rewrote a bunch of what happened before now yeah so (laughs) um so i'm gonna i'll briefly talk about the the old-timey people and and how i think where it got us today um and I want to upfront credit um, a very intelligent Catholic doctor lady, Dr. Carrie Gress. Um, who, Are you allowed to send me that book? Yeah. When I saw it, well, you had told me, so I had my suspicions, and then you put it up on Twitter. Yes. And I was like, I was like, that means she has it, and she's not sharing it with me. <laughs> I bought it. This Catholic lady didn't send it to me. I'll send it to you though. Oh, it's really? So good. It's Wait, so... I thought it wasn't out yet. No, it is out. It is. No, it's out. It's out. You. Can... Oh. I bought it on Kindle. It's so good. Oh, it's so maybe good. Maybe they have like a okay, okay. No, it's... it's fine then. If it's out, then I can get it. But for... it's out. Grab it on Kindle. Hmm. Um, she's fantastic. Um, also E. Michael Jones book, The Monsters from the Id. Um, and then the book Satanic Feminism, uh, which I've Ooh. recommended a couple times. But here's the thing I want you to know. So Carrie Gress, again, she wrote The End of Woman, fantastic book. Um, she also leans heavily on Satanic Feminism. Uh, and it was written by this, I think, Swedish, oh, Swedish or Polish scholar. And it is hard to know when you're reading the book. Is he against what he's writing about or is he for? And I have been on the fence about this for like five years. Um, Dr. Carrie Gress says that he's for it. She she also says she had a hard time knowing, uh, is he against satanic feminism or for it? She thinks he's for it. Um, but he very well documents the occultic history of feminism um, it's a very tough read. I'm not suggesting that you go get it. Uh, it's not fun. It's not light. And it's very scholarly. So it's just not accessible. Um, but anyway, I do um, agree with Dr. Gress that there is a through line in every wave of feminism that is occultic. And those through lines that you can trace all the way back to the very beginning are about restructuring society. They're about free love and they're heavily involved in the occult. Now, I spent like an hour several years ago um, talking about Mary Shelley and she's the author of Frankenstein and she is Mary Wollstonecraft's daughter, Mary Wollstonecraft being the, right, the first feminist, really. Um, 
She wrote The Vindication of the Rights of Women, and she really is credited with being the first famous uh, feminist who kicked off the movement. Her daughter wrote Frankenstein. And um, I talked a lot in that episode from years ago just about how um, the horror genre has a lot to credit feminism for. But this is why I think the occult is particularly um, a part of feminism. And I mentioned in that episode her husband, Percy Shelley, who... If you lived back then, you would have been much more familiar with his name. You're not now. Everybody knows Frankenstein, but not everybody's read Percy Shelley, who was was a poet. And the thing you need to know about Percy Shelley is that he was involved in the occult. There were actually a lot of people around him who committed suicide. Um, his poetry, do not recommend. It's all about how monogamy is bad, marriage is bad, free love is good. Um and he uh, he was really into John Milton's poem, Paradise Lost. And the occult and the demonic was a major theme in his work and in his kind of translation and rewrite of Paradise Lost. He rewrites the scene where Satan is tempting Eve. And he, the way his take on Eve's temptation by the serpent was that it was a, a good thing that this temptation was good. And that uh, he wrote that nothing can exceed the grandeur and the energy of the character of the devil as expressed in paradise lost. So for him, the devil was all about passion and freedom. And he wrote better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. Right. I mean, you guys might've heard that. Um, that was Percy Shelley. Um, or some and, variation of that. <laughs> or some, Yes, or some variation of that. Um, in his writing and in many of the early feminist writing, you have this belief that God is the source of order and hierarchy, which is male, and that Satan is where you get passion and creativity. And then that's going to be much more feminine. Um, and so... Uh, the guy that wrote Satanic Feminism, his name is Faxneld. He says that, you know, God and males are connected to a hierarchy, which makes an unjust civilization. And that essentially the traditional reading of Genesis three, uh, they turn that story around and make it into a, a good thing. And that ultimately restructuring society and inverting the moral order is what we ought to do. That is what we're supposed to do. He yeah. also wrote a character named Sithna, very popular. Um, and Sithna was all about, you know, free love and um, all those things that we typically associate with the second wave of feminism, right? Oh, second wave. That's about, that's the free love movement. No, no, no. You guys are late. You guys are late because in the early 1800s, the ones really kicking off feminism were already doing that. So Sithna was like, I can't remember exactly, like married to Satan or in love with Satan. Yes, her only relationship is with Satan. And that's the character that that Shelley put forth as the truly free woman, is the woman who 
whose only relationship is uh, with Satan and that this is a, a new female type. So then we have another feminist, Matilda Blind, who was a major fan of Sithna. And she said that Sithna has no parallels in all of other literature. And however pure or lofty other fictional females might be, that Sithna was the ideal of womanhood, was this woman who forsook all relationships except for that with Satan. So you cannot, if you if you get deep into the writing of the early feminists, the occult is right there. Like it's, you cannot miss it um, unless you're trying to miss it, right? Unless you're trying to recast these people as just good old church ladies who didn't want the men drinking too much alcohol, um, you really can't miss it. So anyway, I have a lot more notes on that, but I feel like I'm going to lose you guys. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> Go listen to... Again, my suggestions are E. Michael Jones' book, Monsters from the Id, and Dr. Carrie Gress's book, The End of Woman, if you want to learn more about how you just cannot separate any of the waves of feminism from a genuine desire to tear down the hierarchy of the family and to restructure society in such a way um, that it's inverted from how God designed it to be. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I guess they effectively, they, well, it's just, it's interesting because we, since the early feminists, we've changed a lot as a society. <laughs> um, they, I mean, they meant for us to, so they kind of did their job. Succeeded. But, um, but yeah. yeah, there's a reason why we kind of think, we tend to think back on them as very quaint kind of just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, covered up, modest, all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think, uh, it, it's not that they, I, like, I think that we would, if you didn't assume they were little church ladies, you would assume like maybe they just, they were atheists, but that's not really how it, that's not, what they believed is that what they believed is they believed the creation account. They believed, they believed uh, Genesis three, but they also believed that Eve was good to be tempted. And they believe that the enemy, um, that he didn't deceive her that he told uh, her the truth. Yeah, that, that was he good. Said, yeah, if you eat this, you'll be free to know the difference between good and evil. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not a it's not a a lack of theology. It's a total uh, robust theology. It's just wrong and horrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, just satanic. Yeah, um, but yeah. Well, and I think you know it sounds like we have we're kind of going we uh my i feel i don't want my my notes what i have to be too much of a departure but um not depart i i think i think that well one of the big things that i wanted to talk about was just our 
not just our perception of people from the past, but just our perception of evil in general. And um, there's, we just don't live in a culture that believes in good or evil. Um, we, be- we have a very neutral culture mm. and that was done on purpose um fake neutral yeah yeah it was (laughs) yeah it was shaped by materialism and you know we know all that we all we know all those things um but we don't i i believe that what where we are now is exactly where a clever enemy would want you to be which is um you know the good and evil was sort of neutered and now when it has the opportunity to kind of reintegrate into society it's not good as good and evil is not and specifically evil is not really seen as anything other than just a sort of neutral energy that exists in the universe so i think that this is there was the point never long term was for there to be no good and evil and only materialism and um i think that we're we're getting to kind of the final goal now which means that someone intended for um us to be celebrating and even be practitioners of evil um and i believe that and i feel like that's a weird thing for most people to hear because we don't think about the supernatural and we don't think about, which by that I mean just non-natural things. I mean, Mm -hmm. things that are spirits, things um, that are not tangible and made of cells. Um, I'm not talking about anything crazy. Uh, (laughs) And the reason we think that is because of how we've grown up. but that's influenced how we think, well, it's influenced how we think of goodness and how we think of God, um, but also the enemy and, you know, what what he is uh, capable of, his part in this story uh, where ultimately good wins and triumphs, like we talked about, those are the best stories, right? Um, but I just, I guess I kind of was, I I want you guys to think through some things with me right now. Okay. Let's do it. So like, like what is paganism, witchcraft? Ooh. Okay. Do you know? Do you know? Yes. Because these are like, as we, Mm. you know, we're gearing up and I have like a weird side quest that I'm on. It has a lot to do with this. Just witches and all kinds of things. Oh, I love a um, good side quest. <laughs> but, but so it's just like, okay, so without having ever thought about it, like, what is a witch? Oh. What is, and I don't mean, I don't mean like in a story. We can make a different, we can differentiate between the magical elements of Lord of the Rings and yes, magic. Okay. Um, witchcraft right like those are things that we know can be different we also know that sorcery and witchcraft is wrong and a sin Mm -hmm. um but do we really know why have we Mm. ever really thought about it Mm -hmm. and 
so there's, I, I want to say that to some extent, um, the reason this has been able to have such a foothold is that we neutralized something that was actually really very evil. And our response to witchcraft and paganism and the new age um, is very much, uh, it's very much, our thoughts about it are very much determined by the big nothing burger that it's been turned into. But it's really not that at all. Um, and some people I think would even say like, oh, that's just, just not even real. Like that's just people pretending with crystals, right? And sometimes it is, um, but oftentimes it's not. And so I, I, I would love if um, all of us just started thinking about it a little bit more. Like, what is it? Um, is damnable heresy worthy of death? Is, um, uh, is it wrong mm -hmm. to practice witchcraft? Yeah. And what's happening when you do it? Okay. What are, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and there are answers to all these questions. Right. But we don't think about it. Right. Well, I think it's worth considering too. Um, when you go back to the book of Exodus and you have this incredible battle between Pharaoh's sorcerers and Moses, mm -hmm. I think so many Christians today want to say that there was no magic. There was no sorcery there. That wasn't real. Um, and I, I, don't know how you can consistently read the Bible that way. Um, there absolutely are demonic forces in the world that have power. That is why in God's law, if you were attempting or practicing sorcery, it was a punishment worthy of death. It's not because you were doing nothing. Right. It's not because nothing was happening. It's because if you go looking for evil spirits and power, you will find them. They are real. They do exist. And so I think it is important. You're talking about like the distinction between like, yeah, there are, you know, people out there who have like crystals that they buy that they hope will like make them feel more uh, caffeinated today. Um, mm -hmm. That is, I would argue, a very different brand of witchcraft than what pharaoh's sorcerers were capable of doing or were even practicing um but i also think that you you go looking for something and you might find it so be careful like yeah. there's the these this was these were things that god said was punishable by death because they're like is your position that it's punishable by death because it's not even real because that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important. So the thoughts, the, so here's what I came to. Um, and you know, it being a sin and it being worthy of death is in the word. So that's enough for me. 
um, in terms same. of same. Like, good. I'm good. Know. I don't need to go any further. I'm good. We're good. But, <laughs> but so I, I'm asking myself these questions and the answer that I kind of came up with is so, well, it's also influenced by the fact that, you know, and this is a whole subject in and of itself, but the witch hunts in Europe and then, of course, the in the United States. Um, the, the witch hunts in church history were largely, I, th- I guess the easiest way to put it would be heresy hunts. Um, and there's a lot, I think, in the Bible and in church history that we wouldn't necessarily consider to be witchcraft that was considered that at the same, at the time. Um, witch hunts are highly, uh, revised historical events by feminists, um, because they were mostly enacted against women who were mostly the ones practicing witchcraft. But anyway, so it, I was trying to think of like, what is, what is a practitioner of, of Wicca doing? What is someone doing, even someone who's playing around with crystals or whatever? And it is the practice of being God or godlike, which falls under all kinds of heresy, but it's about knowing all um uh raising the dead or communication with the dead when you're alive uh manipulation and control of other humans and all of this done like via sacrifice to other gods um and and so and so i don't i i think that maybe it would be helpful to for some of us to reframe what's actually happening um because I do, I do think that I think we've just made it into nothing. Mm. Um, and so many, but that's, but that's the insidious part of it is that it used to be damnable heresy. <laughs> like it used to be you, if you were doing it, you weren't talking about it because you knew you were going to be in major trouble if you were doing it. Um, Now, I'm not saying, I really don't think they were being as private about it as sometimes we uh, would, are made to believe. But um, I think that, I think there's something to the like, oh, I just want to practice a little bit of witchcraft now. You know, like I just want to, I just want to have my cards read. I just want to have my bones read, which that's a whole other I don't know. That's bone thing. throwing. Bone, bone throwing? throwing. What are you talking like, about? Some of it. The older I get, the more I'm just like, of course that's evil. You have a cup full of bones, and you're like shaking them up, and then you like throw them on the counter, and you're like, oh, mm, that means so this weird. and this, and that that's means this and this. Oh, so weird. And you can have your cards read against your will. Scrolling through TikTok, you'll like, you'll you'll swipe, and then it's like. Hey, I have a special message for you today. And then the woman is laying out. Oh, swipe. And it's just like, it's just pass, um, pass. And so I don't know, like, there's a part of me, uh, it's gotten really far. And I'm just, I guess if I'm trying to make a point here, sorry, 
Um, <laughs> it's just that this is not by accident. It's not by accident that we're here just casually no. practicing witchcraft. No. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's really all that I want to say uh, is I just, I think we need to think about is heresy worthy of death mm. is idolatry of false gods. And I think now it would be more mm. mother earth, like the earth, the world, mm. the oneness of energy or whatever. Um, are all of those things worthy of death? The answer right. is yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think that, uh, I don't know, this is just almost, I guess what I'm trying to say, this is almost a topic that we don't, we're not entirely equipped mm. to confront and handle. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I think, I think it's insidious and it's in, it's in places that you might not realize. And, uh, in the, you know, in the health and fitness arena, there is a lot of new age stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I like talking about that topic. And I do think that Christians have left because we have been so trained to be a part of neutral world, which doesn't exist. That even when it comes to health and fitness and what we believe about our bodies, Christians can be very easily deceived and easily led astray. That's one of the reasons why I feel so passionate like to talk about it is because if it's all of Christ for all of life, then your physical body matters. And what you believe about your physical body matters and there's so much um that's such a huge topic it, that you just have to be really careful like and look for the ways like am i just am i being deceived like am i believing a lie right like am i taking in this information and just believing it because it's easy and what i find a lot of the times is that women on this topic in particular health and fitness are we are very easily deceived and I have a lot of sympathy for that because I genuinely believe that Christian women, we want to serve the Lord. We are the people that are cooking the food, tending to the family. We're the ones that, you know, when your kid is sick, you have to make decisions, right? And there's so much out there. It's like, you're going to find the Christian moms that are like, if you give your kid ibuprofen, like you're harming them, like put garlic in their sock. And mm. like, you have to, there's a lot to navigate there. Um, oh wait, maybe it's onion in the sock. Anyway, whatever, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. Ear candles. Similar, similar principle. If you're <laughs> a mom. Candles. Yes. Ear can you know, if you're a mom, you've come up against all this and you have had to make decisions and you have had to weed through what you don't know or do know might be good or bad advice. And so I'm very, very sympathetic to how overwhelming it can be when you're trying to look around and go, okay, 
what is true? What is false? What is just trendy? How do I make, how do I know if the food I'm feeding my kids or the medicine I'm giving them or this, this, and that, how do I know? Because you, for everything you do, you could find 12 influencers that are going to say it's good and 12 influencers that are going to say it's bad. And um, I think what I want to say on that is that it is possible. <laughs> it is possible to make well-informed decisions, to not be deceived if you look for a couple of things. And my answer might be like very frustrating right now for some people. But here's what I'm going to say. Paganism, new age thought, all that stuff, how I would define it, like how I would put it in a sentence um, is that feminism is incompatible with biblical personhood because it contradicts the creation ordinance. Thank you for that sentence, Rosaria. Mm -hmm. So whenever you see an inversion and an, an intentional inversion of the creation ordinance, so get familiar with Genesis, especially the first three chapters, then you can know you're being led astray on any topic, on any topic. But in this one in particular, the core question of feminism has always been, how can we make the women like men? How can we all be egalitarian? How can we make men and women the same. And the reason that that contradicts the creation ordinance is that God did not make us the same. So anytime you see an intentional inversion, and that's why I brought up Mary Shelley, Percy Shelley, their retelling of the first several chapters of Genesis, because these are intentional inversions of how God has designed the world. And so is witchcraft. So is new age stuff. So is paganism. It says, ignore how God made it. Let's make it how you want to make it. Let's restructure society. Let's destroy monogamy. Let's tear all these things down. Right. You and can be like God. No, you can be evil. like God. That is the satanic lie. That's paganism. That's new ageism. That's the core of witchcraft, right? You can be like God. You, woman, can be like a man. That is the core of why feminism is incompatible with, with what the Bible says about who we are. And it also is the core of why feminism is inherently pagan. So... I think we're so hardened by sin. We don't even see our rebellion. We don't even, we don't even see our reaching for God status. We don't even see our desire to remake the world in a sinful way. We call it feminism. We call it progress. We say this is liberty, but it really is actually just a scorning of our designated roles. It's a denial of Psalm 103, which is, you know, if I was an evangelical fish, I would say that's my verse for the year. Uh, know that the Lord is God. It is he, he who made us and not we ourselves. It is he who made us. He is God. He made us. He says this is how it is. And 
I can apply that to health and fitness, right? So people are like, oh, I don't know, so many opinions out there. What do I know just by reading scripture about the human body? It was made to work. It was made to move. It was made to eat. It was made to serve. Everything I believe about health and fitness is going to come from that core place. Um, women were made to get pregnant and have babies. Everything I believe about motherhood is going to come from that place. This was an intentional design. We acknowledge that sin often comes in and punctures things and messes things up and makes things more difficult than it needs to be. Sin breaks things, but it doesn't change the creation ordinance. If you have had miscarriages, if you've never gotten married, you're still a woman. You're still a woman and you can't get away from that. You can't leave that. You can't leave that behind. And I think, uh, feminism wants to erase that it wants to tell a different story about who you are and how you were made and what you're designed to be and uh i think if you ever find yourself feeling just really tossed about and not sure you can go back to the word and have comfort in what god has said about you and how he's made you and Feminism tries to take that away and it wants you to restructure yourself. It wants you to bend nature. Um, I know Christians, I know Christians that are spending their time putting out content about some essential oil they bought that cured cancer. And I would point to this and say, this is a new age deception. This is, this is, this is deception. Um, being, and, and, and while I do think that after the last several years, we would all actually be mad and crazy to believe everything that the government told us. I think we'd all be crazy to just trust the science. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be nuts to unquestion all of the quote unquote science. Um, there's a reason why many people who choose to pour olive oil and frankincense on their head instead of seeking medical treatment for cancer end up dying from cancer. And there comes a point where you need to go back to, uh, there's two ways. How do we know what we know, right? How do we know what we know? This is a question we've gone over. How do you know? what you know, the light of nature and the revealed word of God. Those are the only two ways to know anything. And if what you're believing cannot be traced back to those two things, it's probably deceit. It's deceit. Yeah. I'm going to take out yeah. the probably. It's deceit. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, and we have this, you have this, um, Um, I think that, so paganism and witchcraft, I think, touches on, well, just like with most religions or 
ideologies or beliefs or whatever you want to call them okay. nowadays. They <laughs> yeah. just vary. They vary so widely so that anyone can practice them. Um, or they change daily based off of your emotional needs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think that there's this, um, there is the other side of the coin, which is that, um, well, you have feminism, which hates the created order because of the hierarchy, which is inherently patriarchal and masculine. Um, And then you have witchcraft, which is the celebration of um, nature and the earth and the seasonal changes and that's so like the woman and her cycles and and she's magical because she can create life um, which of course so the light of nature right she can create life but ah, word of God also important to pair yes <laughs> um, yes you must is, pair she, these two she has not become God no. by having a baby. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's, I mean, I guess this is just how the heresy and deception, it's wrong and it's wrong in all the ways that it wrongs, right? Yes. Um, it just, it, sometimes it, it take, it's wrong from two angles. It's wrong from both sides. Um but yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's good. I think that, um, I think especially when you're talking about witchcraft and paganism, new ageism, you are, you're just talking about the world. What is Deception. the world? What is a, what is a person and yeah. how did we get here? And it's all started out with, with a deception of who, who we're meant to be, what we're meant to be, where we're meant to be, who we're meant to be with. Um, and who we are as people. And, uh, and yeah, I just think that, uh, witchcraft happens to be a particularly alluring packaging of that, especially for women, because it says, because it's all about tapping into power power of women, um, and the power of the universe and the energy that connects us all, because that's, I mean, and that's why you see this resurgence because we're are we're dying materialists. We are at the end of that. We are all ready to believe in aliens and ayahuasca trips, and and everyone knows now that they understand enough that we're spirit as well as body. That we can't just all it can't just all be materialism. The answers can't all just be material. Because it's undeniable. It's undeniable that we're not just material things. Um, And so we have to come up with, we have to come up with an answer to that. And, um, and we can't submit to the word of God because our culture hates him. Um, And so we come up with all these different, um, just different uh, variations of, the supernatural and how we interact with that. We've come up with a whole different anthropology of man and a whole different created order and all that. Um, But yeah, I just really think that, well, so first of all, you know, everyone, 
nobody wants to think of themselves as easy to be deceived. And I'm not saying that like all women are dumb, but we did designate ourselves pretty early on as being vulnerable to specific deception. And actually Adam got in a lot of trouble for not protecting his vulnerable wife from the things that she is particularly deceived into. Um, Didn't we all and... get in trouble for that one? <laughs> yeah, we're all still feeling that one. <laughs> still feeling it. Um, but I just, I, I just think that when I was probably like 15 or 16 years old, I was in band all through high school and did marching band. And so we would go play the sports games and stuff like that. So I remember being in the bleachers at a basketball game and two of my, not like best friends, but friends enough, you know, um, they were reading this book and it was a book of spells. It was a witch book. And there were book there were spells about making people like you like love spells and and spells for vengeance and wow and all these things um which i mean one of the t- wicca tenets is like do no harm and yeah, right and then do also do whatever you want right and it's like okay mm. so that's the thing is like if you say do no harm but also do as thou wilt like we're going to come up with a way to, even if we want to do harm (laughs) to call it something else. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But I just remember, this is obviously completely anecdotal and a personal story, but I just remember for a split second being like feeling the allure of that, like being like, just do this, 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 do it at this time of the month and do it here with these tools and And have this result. And then you just get what you wanted. Yeah. Now I did not, I took me all of five seconds. Yeah. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom, for teaching me that (laughs) to run away from that. Um, But I, what I'm saying is that you're talking about, you're just talking about the the deception of the enemy mm-hmm. saying to you, just do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I'll give you and everything. You will want. be fine. Yeah. And that is, that is a, that is, that's just temptation in yeah. and of itself. But yeah. I think even that, I think, mm, I don't want to keep like trying to go back to my weird point that I was awkwardly trying to make earlier. Like, go back. I, don't even, I don't even think we think we're tempted by anything. No. We don't. We primarily think we're tempted by our own sinful nature, which we are. Like we, we, you don't need to blame anything for your sin. It's in there. It's inside of you. Everything that is necessary for sin to be conceived and given birth to, it's all inside of you. You've got it. You are set. But I just don't think we even think about being tempted. We don't even realize, we don't even realize that sometimes what's happening internally is that the, the enemy is saying, just do this, this, and this, and I'll give you what you want. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and so we're not even, we're not even recognizing that. 
We're no. not even recognizing that we're, we're being so arrogant. This exchange. Yeah. No, we're yes. so arrogant. We are so arrogant. And it's, it is sin. It's sin to be that prideful and it's sin to be unwilling to look at what you're doing and see it for what it is. And we all, we all, we all do this in, in silly, in silly ways. Um, and I think we deceive ourselves about what we're doing or we're not doing. And, um, I think, you know, something I'm like really, something I'm really, one of the two things I'm really putting in the forefront of my brain this year and that I really want to work on is when I say I want something, I have to actually be pursuing that thing because so many of us will say, as the day is long. Oh, I want this. I want that. I want to read my Bible this year, but you're not. So no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You think it's a nice idea, but you don't actually want to do it. In word only. In word only. You want to do. You must be many, many things. You must be in word and in deed. And that is something that I want to be true of myself is that if I genuinely want something, I'm not just wanting it theoretically with words, but I'm wanting it through pursuit and through action and through my my deeds. Because so many people say, this is another one that I had to say to myself, you guys, I'm saying this to myself. I want to lose weight. Well, what I ate determined that was a lie. <laughs> You know, and we deceive ourselves. There was a time in my life where if you had asked me, and this was, this was ignorance, but also self-deception of like, if you had asked me like, oh, you know, are you like, are you eating right to lose weight? And I would have said, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea how much I was eating. I wasn't paying attention to that. I wasn't, you know, I have so many people now so mad at me. They're telling me they you know, they, they starve themselves, which is stupid, by the way, if you want to lose weight, you can, you should eat well, you should fuel yourself for life. But I have people telling me like, I've starved myself and gained weight. No, you haven't. That's not a thing. You're self-deceived. You're self-deceived. And, and I, I think we, we give a pass to that because, um, we have a vic- women have a victimhood mentality. Like if you are a woman and you claim something's hard for you, then no one can say anything to you about it. We do this on this topic. We do it with our health and fitness. We do it with abortion, right? All the women are victims. We do it. It's all over the place. We give ourselves a pass and we're self-deceived all the time. Mm-hmm. So one thing, that's one thing that I just genuinely... I'm going to be really careful about this year, like in my own mind and heart. It's like, if I want something question, am I actually pursuing it? Am I in prayer about it? Like, am I, am I in prayer? Like if there's something that I want that I don't have, am I praying about it? Or, and this is the other thing, or am I complaining about it? Because a lot of times people say, I want something. What they actually are doing is just complaining about not having it. 
Right. I want to just have it without doing anything. I want to have it without the work. I want to have this thing. I'm upset that I don't have this thing. And so that's the other thing. That's my other prayer is like guard my heart from like secretly complaining about things by claiming that I want it, but not really being willing to do the work necessary. And I do think a good litmus test is am I praying about it? And am I pursuing it? Because if you really want something that you don't have, you're going to be praying about it. And then you're going to be doing the work to pursue it. Like that's the test. That is the test. That's the litmus. Um, And, you know, sometimes with some things like for me with weight loss for so many years, I didn't know how to pursue it. I genuinely didn't know how I was just ignorant. I was ignorant. I didn't know. Once you are no longer ignorant about something, you are responsible for something. That's all there is to it. If you have the knowledge and you have the know-how and you want it, you can pursue it. And you just have to be honest. You just have to be honest with yourself. And this applies to so many areas. I'm using weight loss because that's my personal one that I am working on this year and that um, I'm just unapologetic for. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sorry. Like I'm putting in the work. I'm about to turn 35. I feel better than I ever have. I'm stronger than I ever have. And you can be free. You can, if there's something that you've been putting off and okay, let's make it about Bible reading, man. How many, we joke. It's a Christian circle joke about you get to Leviticus in February and you you're done for the year, right? We joke about it, but it's like, Hey guys, Hey, if you want to read the Bible this year, there are so many hot tips out there. You don't have to be ignorant. And the reality is you can do it in 15 minutes a day. There is not a single one of you listening to this that doesn't have 15 minutes a day. There's not a single one of us. And we just, we make these excuses, right? And so the question is, if you're going to say, I want to read the Bible this year, but you're not willing to find 15 minutes a day, I love you, but you don't want to read the Bible this year because you're showing me what you want with how you spend your time. That's just all there is to it. None of us are perfect. Life is hard. Life gets in the way. Listen, I'm with you. You're not looking at somebody who's never missed a day of Bible reading because I have and you will. But the question is, if you miss those days, are you just going to give up? Or are you just going to get back to it? And I think that's the self-deception. That's that's one of the self-deceptions that we have to like be really mindful of is do you actually want something and or are you just complaining about it? And those are the two things me, Summer Yeager, <laughs> I am working on this year. Looking in the mirror, <laughs> you guys, in case you think I'm preaching at you. Like those are two things that I think should be totally squashed from a mature Christian life. And they're things that I'm going to be working on. How did we get here? I don't know. What do we need to tell them? We made our case. We made our case. You guys, we made the case. Deception. (laughs) Deception. Deception. It's it's deception. Don't deceive yourself. I'm not saying you're being a witch. If you are, but you might be, but you might be deceiving yourself, (laughs) but you might be. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. 
I'm going to tell yeah, everybody. I, I have high hopes. I have high hopes for everyone who's listening to this that you're not doing witchy stuff. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I don't think you guys are. I have but, faith. you know, <laughs> you know, the point is we're we deception works on us humans. It really does. Yes. Um and we're we're highly capable of it, even those of us that think we're deception proof. Actually, if you think you're deception proof, you might want to become especially aware. <laughs> yes. Um, um I have a little this is well, if you have a final thought, go ahead and then I'll wrap us up. I don't really No, we said I it all. Have one yeah, I mean we said it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my, um, I'm going to tell on you a little bit. Oh gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite thing that happened over the holidays is that, uh, you didn't move back, but, uh, my friends did. My friends moved back. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They did. They didn't just move back. They moved into the house next door to me. Right. Merry Christmas to me. Just Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I don't I don't think they would have left if they had known they well, I mean I suppose I don't know when it became available, but it was a miracle and I won't tell their whole life story on this podcast, but um the Lord just his timing was incredible. Um but anyway, one of the things I have just like so deeply enjoyed about them being back is that they didn't really know you like they hung out with me a lot before they moved. Yeah, it was a weird situation where they're they were like good friends with people that we are good friends with. Yes. But for some reason, we just never. Yeah. So hung like out with them. they they knew us very well. They did not know you very well. But my favorite thing has just been hearing uh, joy stories. And I just I. I want you, I want everyone to know that they, they came back from spending a couple months in your neck of the woods, hanging out with you. And they are like, they were like, Summer, Joy is such a saint. Joy is so, they were like, Summer. And they're telling me like, I don't know. They're telling me like, I don't know. And I'm just laughing listening to this because they're they're telling me things that I know, but they're like, <laughs> she's so sanctified. They were like, I just being around her just like once makes you a better Christian. It makes you a better person. <laughs> like th- this is their testimony. I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> you're not telling me news. And they were like, <laughs> Summer, Joy can cook. Oh. <laughs> All of Joy's food is so summer. Joy is the best host. Oh my goodness. They have been going on and on. Like I'll do something. And then my favorite thing is they'll be like, oh, you know how good Joy can do this though? And I'm just like, I do. You guys, I absolutely know. I already know. I know. Tell me more. It's hilarious and fun. But your reputation amongst the brethren so I, I might tell people but they're like oh whatever you're just bragging on your friend but these people they got to know you for a few months and they were just like she's they said this is their words she's next level like we're wow. not even on your level joy so that's just it's been so fun it's been so fun for me it's been my favorite 
And uh, I just I want everybody to know that about you. That 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 is if you go get to know Joy, you might feel bad about yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. That's the story. Oh okay. well, so I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed hanging out with them. No wonder they saved you from that spider. <laughs> Or was it cockroach? Cockroach. It was a cockroach. No problem with spiders. It's just they have a pet spider already in their house. Oh, they found a spider. Anyway, I'm finishing this now. You guys can leave us a voice (laughs) note. Of course, wait, 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 wait. wait. What? How long have we been going? I can't see. But I'm like, you can't just say a bunch of nice stuff about me and then be like, all right, and we're done. Um. Well, I I feel like now is the time where I have to tell you guys, I have to tell you guys, especially those of you guys that are maybe annoyed with Summer, just stop. It's the best part of her. Her opinions are the best part of her because she holds them so strongly. You need friends in your life that have strong opinions, even if they're not the same opinions as you. You need a head covering, long jean skirt wearing, a girl that spanks her kids like more than you ever would, or <laughs> or like has a different view of, on something than you. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm just telling you that if you if you're like, oh, so she's like has all these opinions about exercise and all these things <laughs> you guys you guys summer's opinions are the best thing about her it's why you listen to the show now her opinions are right <laughs> that's what helps. also also <laughs> it helps that <laughs> listen i told this girl who's so mad at me i said listen i want to be wrong i want to be wrong about you like that's the thing about having strong opinions is I'm willing for them to be wrong. Anyway, she told me I was a liar. Whatever. Okay, you guys can leave. <laughs> Look, it's not a sin for someone to disagree with you. It's just I will not. tell you, I will tell you that um in high school, you know, when they vote for like the superlatives, the senior superlatives or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. So um my junior year in high school all the seniors voted for me for most opinionated. I wasn't even in the class. And it wasn't even your year to be a senior. They didn't know it wasn't a senior. I won most opinionated. I wasn't even in. That's really bad. Oh, no. Okay. Never not certain. All right. You guys can leave us a voice <laughs> call at 470-465-0475. And we will see you next week. See ya. Careless and awesome.